1: Welcome to Brother Date once again. I'm Matthew. And I'm Judah. Uh, Dog, I was just watching the Sharks and they got beat again. Yeah. They have not well, had, they had a good week.
0: Yeah, it's been rough for them.
1: And they were um, they were playing an interview with uh, Joe Pavelski. And he's been like the best Shark for a few years now. And it just it showed his stat line, which was nothing. He had one shot on goal and nothing else. And I just thought to myself, if you're the best player on the team, certainly the best forward, and you've been skating around out there, you probably got 25 minutes of ice time or something like that. How's it possible you only got one shot on goal?
0: You got, like... At that point, don't you have to start taking bad shots?
1: Yeah, I think you just... Have, I mean, Brent Burns leads the NHL in shots on goal. And as a result he has a lot of goals and and points and stuff i just if you if you know you're good jovskie must know he's good i mean he makes the all-star team every year he gets to play for team usa every time all that stuff but how do you allow that to happen like how do you allow there to be a game where you get one shot on goal and you lose 6 to 3 Ugh. yeah at
0: his at his skill level like you would think that if he took a crazy number of shots even if he was trying for like some rare stuff all the time like i'm gonna try and put it in between the guy the elbow of his catching glove and his body right like every time a so, few of them are gonna go in
1: yeah uh, i just to me there's something wrong with that something's not right there yeah <laughs> if you're if you win the game fine maybe you were just like oh i'm gonna let my little homies ride on you bitches <laughs> or whatever whatever he says if probably N-words are in there.
0: I don't even know why I'm on this track. <laughs> right,
1: because of my little homies right on you. Like, that's fine. But if you lose 6-3 to three and you took one shot on goal and you're a perennial all-star, I just, I don't know, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. <clears throat> They're not looking good these days. So. But, you know, still playoff position. If uh, As everyone always, everyone always says, if the playoffs were to start today, which, of course, they do not.
0: So. I was going to play... I was going to play that clip from Did You Miss Me where he's <laughs> astounded that he got the Birdman and the Helicopter Man on the same track, but I don't have it queued up to that point. I know it's just going to, if I play it, it's just going to play my favorite part of the song. <laughs> did you, did you? Where he got him a sharper sword. Well, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just play it. Did you miss the whole album was high? Uh, bottom to the top, and this uh, time I'm giving y'all a whole notch of lighter. Uh, Rapping hard, I went back to the uh, board, got me a sharper uh, sword, jumping on the right uh, uh, horse. Good lord. Did you miss the
0: Good lord Mm -hmm. An underappreciated talent
1: Certainly Since I don't believe there's anyone on the planet Who appreciates him Uh,
0: Who else raps in a crazy screaming voice Like that at one pitch the whole time
1: (laughs) I don't know I think the only time he inflects is when He's doing that thing that he does where he's not sure If he wants to finish the rest of the sentence (laughs)
0: He does that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Buy another bitch. Because I ain't wrong enough to do that. <coughs> well, I can give you anything you can I can give you anything you can do. You almost got it. You almost got through it.
1: He's very close to finishing a sentence. He's never done it yet, but I predict one day soon he'll finish a sentence.
0: I mean, I should probably get a, another album, right?
1: I, I assume he's made more. Yeah, sure.
0: Like, I just have the one.
1: Dude, this is the problem with... um the music industry today.
0: Uh, he he guarantees that the one before the one I have was hot bottom to the top.
1: <laughs> it was, dude. And in Beat this album, he,
0: veri- he verifiably gives us the whole enchilada.
1: I think he does. Uh, and um,
0: if the enchilada is saying North Carolina at least 28 times.
1: He's got just enough sugar left for about one cup of Kool-Aid. So that's important yeah. that we remember that. Always. Never forget it. Especially in these times. Uh, you know, this is the problem today, dude. Um, I'm sure but there are songs by people that I enjoy. And every once in a while I go, oh, I should see if they ever put anything else out. And then I never do. And the reason is it's just so easy to cherry pick now. And if someone puts out an album, you don't know about it. It's not like it was in the 90s where you'd be like eagerly anticipating somebody's release date and going to the record store and buying it the first week it was out or whatever.
0: It's mm-hmm. just like... this is just- this is a good point. Like, uh, I don't need to own any Bonnie Tyler records because I can just listen to <laughs> Holding Out for a Hero and Total Eclipse of the Heart on YouTube whenever I want.
1: Did your two-song shuffle? Just have that shuffle between those two forever? I should
0: make it a playlist. <laughs> just run it on repeat. Um, I think... No, nah, the- I mean, really, like, in terms of... They're both super crazy videos. If you haven't watched the video for... Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart oh, recently. <laughs> it's insane.
1: Everyone knows you love the Bonnie Tyler music videos. Everyone knows oh, this look, already. All
0: I'm saying is the school children are some kind of demons that have glowing eyes.
1: I believe it. I don't I don't trust children. I don't trust children. Um.
0: But yeah, it's a good point. Like, who buys records? I mean, I still do.
1: Really? Do you like go to a record store and buy them? Do you buy them online? Like, how do you do I this? I buy them
0: online, because... I'm not gonna.
1: Do you, like, know when records are gonna come out, or do you just buy them when you see them and go, oh, maybe I should get that? Or do you, like, are there any anticipated albums or anything like that? I don't know how it works anymore.
0: Four bands that I follow closely, I do tend to know when their next record is coming out. Okay. That's not that many. Like, I'll know if a new Mountain Goats record is coming out, which reminds me, I have to get his new book. Jeez. Um,
1: Wait, Mountain Goats is a he?
0: Yeah, Mountain Goats is one guy.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'm sure you've told me that before. I did not remember.
0: Uh, John Darneel. And, uh, his... Gull Heel? It's Gull Heel, as insane. you well know. <laughs> I was gonna try and steer away from Star Trek a little oh, bit. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, 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 It's gonna be actually pretty tough. Uh, it's most of what's in our mailbag this week. <laughs> yeah. um, uh his first album uh, his first novel and white van was was pretty good and very well reviewed and he's got a second one coming out i think this month
1: hmm oh that's interesting what was the first one about it was about is it fiction
0: a guy who creates it's like like a text adventure game uh, do you know where you would like type yeah. north to go north or whatever right but this <laughs> game which I believe is called Trace Italian, uh, is played by mail. So people mail him their next move, and then he sends them back the text of what happens. And anyway, these it's about these two kids who got convinced that the game was real and went out into the hinterland of North America in the winter and died. And it's a bunch of stuff,
1: but it's, it's fiction, right?
0: It's fiction. Okay. Uh,
1: the idea. Yeah, of, I know you don't read novels. The idea of that game. Um, so you got me the Dungeon Master's Guide. Oh yeah, I did. And I, I was reading it when what I was are on... we doing that by the way. Soon, soon. I was reading it when I was in Portland on vacation. Um, one one or two of the nights when we had eaten our fill and could not move anymore. Um, and I just I started getting really nervous because you got to like as the Dungeon Master you got to make up a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, You're just got to make up a... to be you and not me.
1: But I don't have an imagination. Not a working I one.
0: I don't either. Beef stew. <sighs> I
1: know. Um, and then when you said that that game's played by mail, where the guy just, where you send him your move and the guy sends back, like, I feel like that's the best way for me to do it too. So I because have time, time. Yeah, time to think about what I want to say. What's going to happen.
0: You have weird, unbridled bursts of creativity. You just have to learn how to harness them. No, oh, it's, um... I've already said
1: I've got just enough sugar left for one cup of Kool-Aid. All right? Drink it all the way, all, all the way down. <sighs> yeah, I don't suppose you have that song.
0: Look, we've done so many uh, college football coach improvs <laughs> over the years. Right. Uh, I think you've got it in you.
1: Do, do, you, um, do, do you have um, what you know about it? I think that's the name of that one. By Petey Pablo?
0: I got the whole album. It's, uh, it's hot bottom to the top
1: you no know, b to t i get it and this time so, so i'm not gonna stop i don't know what rhymes with that
0: i'm giving y'all the whole enchilada
1: oh that's right that that again
0: <clears throat> yeah, hold on
1: oh we're getting cued.
0: banana
1: peels watermelon rhymes dog oh yeah Yeah.
0: that's a that is a good jam
1: i fucking love that song so much
0: um, i love the horn section playing just a little too fast for the notes to sound good <laughs> well,
1: that's because it is a sample that they very clumsily sped up yep <laughs> they went i don't know just like speed it up and he went well it's not gonna sound good and he went i don't even understand what you just said just speed it up is like it you know, is it
0: going to sound like that but faster? Like, well, I mean,
1: yeah, yeah I mean, it it'll is. be kind of choppy no, and weird. But no, 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 that's fine. It's
0: it's it's going to sound like that recording Judah did off his monitor of the woman <laughs> saying, "I welcome this huge one." Oh yeah. Oh yes. Again, okay, so chopped it, and screwed. Sounded way
1: creepier over uh, over that audio than it even did in the real episode.
0: <clears throat> but you know, it made perfect sense to me because it is so creepy. It was so it's like it's not I didn't I didn't I'm even not hear
2: it. I welcome this huge
0: one. <laughs> yeah that's how i feel it feels like that when i watch that episode like all so. trippy
1: and distorted like you're yeah. seeing a like a fucking drug fantasy
0: well it's also i just keep it's hard to hear clearly because i just keep going the whole time what's happening what's happening what's happening what's happening what's happening <laughs> what even is this
1: uh we're breaking all the star trek rules uh did, was there a mailbag
0: uh yeah yeah is there so... a mail
1: mail for us
0: Wait, wait, mailbag rules, I gotta go all the way back to the last... Yeah, uh, I don't know what the last one we read was. Uh, oh no, I guess we're cool. Uh, I, I don't know why I, I can't figure out the very simple premise of this show.
1: As always, everybody, you can tweet us at Brother Date. You can also send us emails that I don't think anyone ever has.
0: They're all from Ryan. Look, I'm worried about him. Like, <laughs> guys, if you're listening, if you listen to this, can you engage with him on Twitter a little <laughs> bit, just so that it's not... It's not just entirely us Uh, Most of these are February 2nd At brother date Okay, fair enough Picard was born in 2305 And the series starts in 2364 This dude knows about Memory Alpha I'm glad it
1: only took three or four episodes For us to get that settled Yeah How old Picard was Just between him saying the thing You saying the thing uh, Him saying another thing Us saying something back And then him finally going
0: Okay, yeah I accused him of owning a lot of woot shirts. He says he hasn't bought a woot shirt in several years. Uh, he says that working in a loud factory is why he needs a loud ringtone. Uh, I, what's up? I don't know. Did we talk about what his ringtone was? I said. I think I said that if you have a ringtone, oh, yeah. an audible ringtone, if your phone rings audibly yes. in 2017, you're an asshole.
1: Yeah, I figure if you're in a loud, if I were in a loud it's factory, it's discourteous.
0: It's Captain Insano level discourtesy,
1: <laughs> even though he was slightly discourteous to me. Uh, if I were in a loud factory, I would just give up on the ringer altogether. That's what I'd do. I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna going to hear that phone anyway.
0: Uh, and Ryan will be delighted to tell you about the four phones that he has to maintain for various reasons, Ugh. working at Tesla. That's a stressful sure.
1: situation that I don't want to hear about. That stresses yeah, me out to think
0: about it. This is the team phone, and this is the emergency phone, and et cetera. Oof. Uh I was caught up for a couple of days. I had to stall for a few weeks, or else the guessing game would be no fun for you. That well, dog, it ain't that much fun.
1: Uh, you've never liked it. I always kind of enjoy it. It's really, it's, we don't have a quiz format on this show, so this is like the closest that we get to it. Yeah. I mean, except when you randomly pull out a uh, yeah, sci-fi... You,
0: you were not impressed by quizms.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: did get one wrong, though. I know. I felt bad about it. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about Rogue One for a while. You know what people do ask, though, says Ryan? Why Vader didn't sense his own daughter? Well, it's because she didn't have no Force powers yet.
1: I, I'm not, She's supposed to have Force... Like, she's supposed to be Force-sensitive, Yeah, it's like right? inherent,
0: but she hasn't reached out with her feelings.
1: Yeah, I don't think she ever learned how to do that. <clears throat> yeah she seems to be able to feel it in the new movie when uh, when Han eats a dick.
0: Yeah, probably sometime in the 30 years in the intervening time Luke taught her a couple of tricks.
1: Hmm. Maybe she's like as powerful as Ivanova.
0: Oh. Geez, <clears throat> I totally forgot that aspect of Ivanova's character. Yeah,
1: dog, she's a latent telepath. But she's a
0: mild latent telepath.
1: She can She knows instantly when someone's reading her thoughts and she can occasionally keep people out.
0: Uh, at Brother Date, Ryan says, I think they had to use the trench to avoid, uh, A-A-A, Triple-A. Mm.
1: That's what I was saying. That's what was my, my theory on it, was that they clearly felt like it was safer to approach through the dumb trench.
0: I mean, I guess it makes sense to only face one or two guns at a time.
1: But then there was just so much shit going on in that trench when they got down there, so. Yeah. It was a well-defended base, It
0: seemed like it had been hardened against that line of attack somewhat.
1: Yeah, I think they were aware of that weakness and uh, had done their best to minimize the risk. Uh,
0: It seems like if they wanted to minimize the risk, they could have just covered that trench.
1: Uh, That trench is clearly necessary. It's a space hole, and Mm. every space station needs one. Mm. Oh, so you know of a space station without a space hole. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't. Yeah, you don't know.
0: Uh, at Brother Date, on a side note, hmm. so you don't need to... There's no need to p- make something <laughs> parenthetical here. It's all side notes. <laughs> the whole show is side notes. Good, we have, a new, we have a new motto. Side notes would have been a better name for this podcast. <laughs> That's right. I think the commercial with James Earl Jones and Malcolm McDowell reading texts might be my favorite ever.
1: Dang, your favorite ever commercial? Which clearly
0: begs the question, what are your all-time favorite TV commercials, guys? Hmm.
1: I kind of feel like, growing up, I saw a lot of Sports Center commercials that I really liked. Probably would have to be one Filthy of those stuff.
0: Me and Mrs. Met.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that one. <laughs> Showing Mr. Met looking up, his expression unchanging and yet somehow emoting such an insane level of anger.
0: Yeah, uh, or it the is one. It's amazing what a what an unpainted face can emote, or what an unmoving painted face can emote.
1: Or the one uh, for NHL Tonight, which is a show that hasn't existed in twenty years, where. The guy's, the guy's knowledge. The guy's knowledge got smaller when he went to Cancun, and as a result, he hates Cancun.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was very, <laughs> it was very, very conceptual commercial.
1: Yeah, they had somebody. I don't know if they ended up on William Street or something. Uh, working those ads for ESPN in the in the nineties and early two thousands. When I went to Can—oh, I went to Cancun for vacation, and when I came back, my knowledge was smaller. Yeah, I hate Cancun. Yeah, sort of like a cute little knowledge guy, knowledge ball. He was all small.
0: Uh, what yeah, about they, you? They, they had the lock on commercials for a while. It's hard to say. Like, is it my favorite commercial or? But you know what I mean. Movies, 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 <laughs> movies, movies, movies,
1: movies, movies. Movies, 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 When I want movies, I want to see oh, stars. Oh, boy.
0: Now that, now that there's that one, I actually think I might like the UPN one better. <laughs> Why, Why watch the watch same, the same shows? shows over and over again when you can turn to upn episodes you've seen, you've before, seen before are such a, such a bore come, come see, see what we, what we run. run yeah what we run yeah
1: although uh, i gotta admire the balls on the guy who did the movies movies movies
0: movies lyrics because i mean eventually they do say stars has movies only movies only <laughs> movies movies <laughs> right. So, it's not just...
1: Oh, by the way, you couldn't run that anymore. They got, like, 15 original series now, so... That's right. It's not gonna work.
0: That's right. I think, uh... Stars was the one who had Spartacus.
1: Yep. And they've, uh, branched out. They got that fuckbook time travel show. They oh, got, that's Stars too. They got Perfect. the one about pirates that I watched Simply oh, what? To, simp- Black Sails? Yeah simply, oh, so to the CGI- yeah, simply to see the CGI... so they do all the historical fuckbook shows. Yes. Simply to see the CGI'd ships. That's why I watch. Oh, Same yeah. reason I used to watch Friday Night Lights. I had to sit through... F- 50 minutes of high school drama to see some really wonderfully filmed football scenes.
0: Oh, right, because you couldn't just watch NFL films?
1: Uh, no, dude, I, I was watching football, like, almost every other time of the week. But, you know, they're, in their time slot, there was no football on. So. Oh, okay. That was before mm-hmm. Maction had spread to every night of the week. What? Uh, the Mac, the Mac Conference. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that there was a name for that idea.
1: I'm not even sure that's a real name for it. <clears throat> I call it Maction.
0: Uh, at brother date suddenly realizing that I know what I want to do or what to do with all my new free time. Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Why not? It'll eat it up. It'll eat that time right up.
1: My suggestion is if you still have a PS2, go back to that era, play like Dynasty Warriors. Uh, no, it's Warriors something. 2. Well, 2, <laughs> 2 is the gateway drug. 2 got me into it. 4
0: I think is uh 4 might be the best I one. I think that was probably the best one. <clears throat> uh and we visited, we talked about you visiting Portland. He says, boy, Crunchy is nicer than I would have said. Then again, I like visiting the place.
1: Oh, okay, good. So that sounds pretty nice then.
0: And then at Brother Date, gotta say, I don't see your wife being super into the Portland club scene. That's mailbag.
1: Nice. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Um, nice job.
0: We did get one email, and I don't know how in-depth you want to go into this, but Ben did eventually send us his week seven. <laughs> oh. Is week seven ideas?
1: Well, I don't care about them. It's over. I'm not. We already did two and a half hours on week seven.
0: Do I think we should spend another half an hour going over what Ben no, thought?
1: No, no. Um, unless you have a real brief summary, like who, which one he thought was the best, or whatever.
0: Yeah, as usual, it's baffling. He had Dax as the best episode of the week.
1: Boy, that episode was nothing.
0: With a twenty, gave it a twenty. Most that's... of which was a seven for characterization.
1: At least that's not. A... Wait a minute. A seven for. <laughs>
0: not Dax's character.
1: Well, I, uh, man, I, I can't remember what I gave it, but I gave it an extremely low score on characterization.
0: Uh, it was bad. It yeah. was bad all around. Well, I, I thought it was a real flaw that the episode Dax, uh, <clears throat> I mean, she barely talks. She almost <laughs> doesn't talk.
1: So that's all of season one of Dax so far.
0: She just, like her main character trait so far is ponytail.
1: I gave it a three for characterization. I just, yeah, I gave it, it a
0: four. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, he gave it a 20, you gave it 19. It's actually, it's not that far off. It's just that was his best episode of the week. all
1: right. Well.
0: Um, Let's see if there's anything else interesting. Uh, He points out that Justice is a lot like uh, a TOS episode. It sure the hell is. It's very much like a TOS episode.
1: Yeah, uh, that's pretty standard. Uh, TNG, especially in season one, did a lot of TOS straight ripoffs. Same way DS9 and Voyager have been doing TNG ripoffs. It's
0: not one of the two Phase 2 scripts. Wait a minute. Star Trek Phase 2. Oh, good. That, uh, you know, the thing that became the motion picture. They actually did use two of the scripts in The Next Generation. One of them was The Child. I don't remember what the other one was.
1: Boy, The Child. Uh, Yeah, anything else in there? Because, you know, that's next week. Next week, Star Trek. He's yeah. going to have to really hurry. He was late on that one. So he's going to have less time to get week eight in. Uh,
0: by the way, he clearly wrote this before he listened to our episode. Okay. But he asks of ex post facto, didn't the new Mary ship look like uh, something we've seen before? Yeah. That's another, this is another uh, thing you should go to the German guys website. <laughs> oh for.
1: God. Uh, what was it?
0: He, uh, it's definitely, it's the Husnock ship. It's nah. a reuse of the Husnock ship.
1: All right.
0: Um, it's one of those models that gets used a lot.
1: Man, this was a this was a big week for that episode because we had Rashawn Oxbridge as the Dax judge. That's true. And then we had the Hoosnock vessel in the uh, Voyager episode. So yep, yep, yep. There you go, everybody. Yep. We will probably this pot will be long over before we get to that episode, but you know.
0: so oh, we... his first episode of the week was Justice, which is of course what we named the winner. All right. Well, so. As usual, he uh, is wrong. That's what. That's the right way to say that, right?
1: Yes, I believe he was in. He was incorrect, and not only that, morally, just reprehensible. Yeah, what he did.
0: So that's that's mailbag, Matt. What's on your mind?
1: Um. Well, we were t- okay. So we were talking before we got in the mailbag about <clears throat> how the music industry's changed. And- oh yeah, and one of the things I always talk about how is we have like one or two stars. We don't. It, like, it seems like in the eighties and nineties there were a ton of big name acts, and it's just one of the ways the industry has changed. That you, you have a Beyonce and a Taylor Swift and a Kanye. Is Kanye still putting out music? Where is he?
0: Uh, I think he mostly makes sneakers now. Is he? Yeah, so Am I wrong about that? He
1: might just be sneakers. Yeah. Um, but how there used to be a lot of really big, all at the same time, a lot of really big yeah, acts.
0: Miami Sound Machine.
1: For sure, obviously. Don't uh, forget the,
0: the Weather Girls, Candlebox. Who was bigger than Candlebox? Nobody. Right. Um, uh, Amy Grant, real big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, but you're right. Like Whitney Houston and
1: uh... and there were and then you'd have little like cadres, or you'd have like they'd be little segments, and there'd be mega stars in the segments. So you'd have like your Whitney Houston's and your Mariah Careys, you know, mm-hmm. at, the, at around the same time or close, and you'd have uh you know your prince's and michael jackson's and madonna's and sort of the main pop arena but then you'd have your your big rock bands too and everything all at the same time <clears throat> well anyway we were marjan and i were in the car the other day and that shitty madonna song starlight came on
0: um there's no such song you mean lucky star of course is
1: that what it's called yeah well, she goes starlight star, star bright bright yeah mm-hmm. it was fucking horrible anyway i always laugh at it and i sing along because it's uh, just really one of the worst things that anyone's ever made.
0: At uh, what point did you turn that song on, by the way? It is a bad song.
1: At what point did I turn it on? Oh, I yeah, don't...
0: Wh- where, like, where in the song was it? Oh, uh, we might have even heard
1: it from the beginning because that is one, that is on Marjan's rotation of stations.
0: Ah. Uh, if you heard it from the beginning... I'll just... Let me just cue it up. If you heard it from the beginning, did you hear the part that always makes me, like, super excited because I think something else is about to happen? It's this part. Okay. That's <laughs> reading Rainbow That's
1: right
0: <laughs> Butterfly in the sky
1: Ugh, but then this happens Wait Oh god, it's so Oh god, serious? It's not a good song Oh man
0: But I'm not a huge Huge oh. fan of her oeuvre to begin with
1: Alright, so me neither so, so I'm laughing at it and I'm singing along Because I think it's hilarious and Marjan says, oh that's right, you only like one Madonna song and I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's not overreact. I do not like that Madonna song. The song that I said was the best Madonna song is Borderline.
0: Oh, it is absolutely Borderline.
1: that That's the best one. It does not mean I like
0: it. Also, what is more 80s than this song? Seriously. Uh, it's not the best song. It's my favorite song. A Madonna song. Not good. I like that so far a real musical instrument hasn't gotten near the song. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you hear that she... She muffs a note in the first line of the song.
1: Uh, I have never thought of her as a strong singer, so I'm just not... listen.
0: I'm gonna play. I'm gonna cue that up. I'm gonna play the whole thing again because I love that intro okay. so much. But then, can you listen play Don't to Don't the leave word by Green Day? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> listen to the w- way she says way. All right. Oh boy. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm fully correct. You love me let me be. Never quite got there. Yeah.
1: Um. And so you know, this always makes us have to get in a fight because I think she feels like she has to defend Madonna because
0: just because she's a woman, because she's
1: a woman. I don't probably because she's a woman. Um, and about how how what a big culture change madonna brought us and how important she is culturally and stuff like that um but like the point is has she ever made a good song like has she ever made has she ever been responsible for one or been involved with one or anything like that she didn't you know write most of her early work at least but you know what i mean like has is there a good madonna song does one exist
0: so i mean like this is a thing by the way the answer to your question is probably no no right but this is a thing that we're going through as we do these dumb Star Trek weeks, right. where it's like, what's your favorite something versus what's the best something? Sure. And we are discovering that they are not...
1: I would say there's no relationship.
0: They're not strongly related.
1: Yeah, like, we thought maybe it was an inverse relationship, but no, there were some ones last week that scored badly and were just terrible
0: and unwatchable. Yeah, it's it's almost no better than... I mean... We should have kept track of this separately, then then I could tell you what the... (laughs) Right. If if we had a relationship at all, if we had any kind of scientific correlation. Um, So Borderline is definitely 100% my favorite Madonna song.
1: It's so, Uh, like, unabashedly 80s. Yes. And it is not aspiring to anything at all.
0: Yeah, I like it for the same reason I like the Go-Go's, although (laughs) most go Go songs are better than that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's
1: just, um, like, here's some fucking 80s bubblegum. Stick that in your ear, and that's it.
0: Ear if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, but it's, obviously that's not going to be her best song. Um, I think her best song is probably Papa Don't Preach.
1: Oof. Boy, I, I really hate that song.
0: Well... <laughs> Uh it has there are some unfortunate aspects to the song for sure like for instance it's pretty full of itself this is how it starts <laughs>
1: Might as well be Bon
0: Jovi. This is very Bon Jovi-esque. Anyway,
2: yeah,
0: um, Madonna
2: used to work on the docks. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what it sounded like. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, unlike all her early work. This song would score for having a take.
1: Oh, for, yes, for sure. I feel um, I don't know. I'm sure we've talked about this. I don't I'm I don't really care about lyrics. Honestly, uh, yeah, that's a problem. They don't matter oh, but- to me.
0: So you didn't like all that Bon Jovi bass over that cello?
1: No, that wasn't doing it for me.
0: Oh, <laughs> that kind of works for me. Oh, okay. In a, in a weird, like, uh, yeah, this is what 1988 felt like.
1: How do you feel about living on a prayer?
0: Uh, I'm halfway there.
1: Okay, good. Well, yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, I mean, probably my favorite, like I said, Borderline was my favorite Madonna song. That's half true. Okay. I think my favorite Madonna song is uh The Rondells' cover of Like a Prayer.
1: Oh, so someone else doing a Madonna song. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Life is a mystery everyone must stand
2: alone I hear you call my name and it feels like home
0: It's going to get a lot worse right here. <laughs> Albuquerque's own The Rondells
1: Yeah I think I told you Off air that that to me Sounds like um, Whoever does the uh, C-Lab 2021 theme song
0: Oh except that They went into an actual studio to do that <laughs>
1: Yeah um, but if now that looking
0: I Do it for me. No,
1: that's what It sounds like a mix between that And um, I don't know like Fucking Dancehall Crashers or something
0: uh, another band with a much higher production value.
1: Yeah. Well, that what we just listened to was um
0: But I mean, if the question is what's my favorite Madonna song? Like my favorite. Let's go with favorite, that first. Yeah. It's probably not Borderline or like a Prayer. It's probably this one. the most obvious thing that ever happened <laughs> I think it is here's what keeps going
1: um, sounds like either the Gap Band or Party All the Time
0: oh, it's, a, it's Party All the Time by the Murphy of course okay. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't catch on until he started singing, but this intro's like a minute long.
1: It gave me time to think. Girl, I can't it. Why you wanna hurt me? Oh boy. After all
0: of the things I've done for you. One day I will crash my car because this came on the radio.
1: This is definitely an effective time capsule.
0: Yep, I'd love to have the stems for this, too. To
2: time, time, to...
0: I like that unironically.
1: Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad. It does make you wonder how she was able to get to the part of her career where she was able to be more artistic? How did she survive when <clears throat> the Gap Band couldn't? You know, she's no better than the Gap Band. Or certainly in the eighties she was no better than the gap band. I mean
0: No Song is gap- as
1: good as You Dropped a Bomb on Me.
0: Yeah, okay, You Dropped a Bomb on Me is hot. Did the Gap Band also oh, do fire. Rubber Band Man?
1: Oh, I think they did. <laughs> I think I think they also did Whip It.
0: I don't have any gap band on my phone, so we will not be hearing Rubber Band oh, Man, but it's pretty bad.
1: Gap Band is amazing. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where they're from.
0: Tulsa's own.
1: Yep. I'll always remember that because I can't think of anyone oh, else. Oh no, it's the spinners. Okay, I can't think of anyone else who was ever from Tulsa. That's it. Just the Gap Band. There may not be anybody who lives there now. I don't think we can actually prove anyone lives in Tulsa. Um, <clears throat> so Marjan, unironically, like you, unironically like that song. She likes uh, "Like a Prayer" and uh, many other Madonna songs, and that's why we always have to have a fight about it because it's because I can't understand it.
0: It is. It's conceptually difficult.
1: All right, how about this? If you were going to cover a Madonna song, knowing that your favorite one is a cover already, which Madonna song would you cover?
0: I don't know, because uh, didn't Ozzy's kid already do Papa Don't Preach? Yeah. Borderline, probably. I mean, it doesn't (laughs) need a cover. Like, what could you do to make it sound more like Borderline? This
1: gets into my philosophy on covers, which is... People always cover songs that they like or that they think are good, which is the absolute opposite strategy of what you should do. It's like, hey, you know what song I really love? Layla by Eric Clapton or "During the Dominoes or whatever.
0: Says nobody. Okay,
1: but just, just say, you, like, then why are you going to cover that song? Are you going to do it better than the version that you really like and enjoy?
0: Yeah, it's a weird impulse.
1: Like, no, you're going to do it worse. And then what are you doing? You're doing what the Rolling Stones did to every Motown song. That's what it's you're a, doing.
0: It's the kind of thing that must stem from an or like a real self-confidence.
1: Seriously.
0: Like a Mark Knopfler-esque self-confidence. <laughs> as
1: we talked about, probably the most confident person who ever lived.
0: Um, that you're like, I'm going to honor this song with my cover. <laughs>
1: That's right. They will feel honored when I'm done fixing what they did. Like a Mick Jagger sitting around with David Bowie, you know, Eskimo kissing, as they all want to do going, you know what song was great? Dancing in the Streets by Martha and the Vandellas. Let's uh, let's show them what we can do. Show them what yeah. we can do. And that's like, no, no, no. What you should do is you should listen to all of Martha and the Reeves, Martha, Reeves, and the Vandellas' catalog and pick out the worst song, the song you like the least, My Baby Loves Me or something, and and redo that song and then do it better. Then your cover means something. There was a reason to do it, Right.
0: I like to think that Mick Jagger and David Bowie decided they were going to do a song together and then they were like, what's a song we both know? <laughs> That's
1: right. We should have a lot of shared experience, you would think. Based on our age and where we grew up and right. our lifestyles and things like that. But it turns out there's just there could only be one. Dancing in the streets. <sighs> So, okay.
0: Mick Jagger was like, should we do Stop in the Name of Love? And David Boy's like, never heard of it. I've literally never heard of that at That's all. That's that nonsense that you're talking about. That's not a song title at all. I only know one girl group song from Motown. <laughs> That's right.
1: So it's just like, you know, just don't do that. Cover a shitty song. Always cover a shitty... A song that you think is abominable. And that way, but, you are bound to be satisfied. And if you're right that the song is a garbage... A. Garbage. Then maybe other people will think so, too. They'll think you did a good job. That's my yeah, strategy.
0: But it's like, don't you have to see a seed of something mm. in the song? Like, you can't just pick the yeah. worst song, like Dead Man's Party, by... Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst, stupidest, longest song. Who does that song? Why can't I remember the name of that band?
1: Well... Uh yes yeah oingo
0: boingo i suppose
1: but i mean you do it you definitely have to have an idea of what you would do different you can't just go in there and go this song sucks so i'm gonna blow it out because then you're just gonna make it sucky you have to have an idea of what you want to do with it you have to listen to it and go oh here's what i would do different or something like that's that.
0: the that's the i'm right though That that's the worst song that's right? not a good song
1: uh oingo boingo has never done anything good
0: um well they stopped making music at some point. Almost that was as bad as kind.
1: almost as bad as Madonna. Boink go go. So anyway. <clears throat> I heard an awesome cover the other day. Did you? I heard an amazing cover the other day. Oh yeah? Yeah, it was by uh the Magic Cloaks. I don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> I don't know if you know who the Magic Cloaks are. Uh,
0: so this this band is called the Magic Cloaks? Yeah.
1: Um. It
0: sounds like a sounds like a reference to something. So
1: you know how I'm, I was talking about? Do you anticipate albums coming out? Is there ever anybody that you're that you're tracking? And you said, yeah, you know, four <clears throat> four or five bands or whatever bands I really like.
0: Yeah, like just the just my top. Yeah, just my absolute top bands. So the Magic
1: Cloaks are definitely up there for me, and they got a new album dropping. It's called the. Uh, uh, it's called like Stardate One.
0: Stardate One. Yeah. yeah.
1: What? Uh, it's highly conceptual. It's a concept album, I think. What
0: uh, what year would Stardate One have been?
1: Um, that's true. Where do they track that from? Is that from like First Contact or something, or is it from Federation or? Uh, I
0: I think all of the one thousands are the first season of the original series. So, right? so
1: one thousand Stardates before that.
0: Yeah. So like,
1: I, I um, have no idea what that means.
0: <clears throat> I think a one thousand Stardates is just a one year.
1: Oh, Okay. Wow. So like, so
0: around 22 2260 something
1: so stardates were pretty pretty new well i mean in Kirk's time
0: that's you are you would be led to believe that oh, you know what, if I you think assumed that's true. that they were logical in any way
1: i think that's true cuz enterprise he says like captain Starlog, and then he just does a date i think
0: um okay so so this the the album that you're looking forward to is called stardate one
1: yeah by the magic cloaks anyway i heard an awesome cover a cover of a shit song
0: um is it as bad as dead man's party
1: <laughs> oh, boy i mean i'm really not a fan of the song that they covered let's just do you have it do you have that song
0: uh the song they covered or uh, well i don't know i'm magic cloaks stardate one let me Google some shit up here on my Google box. Google Motron.
1: Because when I put, pl- I mean, you'll, you'll figure out what song it is when we play it. For sure.
0: Yeah. Do you think anybody believes that I'm Googling? <laughs> I don't know. Are you type, type, typing away? Make some, cl- oh, make no, some clicking cause, sounds. Because I am using my computer. And if I started type, type, typing away, then. Um, What's
1: going to happen? Are you going to type like text to voice into the pod show?
0: Yeah, probably. It's going to start My saying, name is Google. Like all the racist stuff that I type on my computer, so that oh. I don't say it out loud, is just going to start pouring out.
1: Just like what Kirk does when he's thinking about Spock.
0: Yeah, I mean, very much like that. Um, <clears throat> so the Magic Cloaks' the album is Star One.
1: Yeah, the song of
0: um. Ooh. Well, now this doesn't. I'm looking at the song title. This is not going to. Our audience is going to rebel. This song is called "Star Trek Sucks." <laughs> oh.
1: Well we only have two people listening to the show, so it should be fine. Yeah.
0: So I should but you said this is hot fire, right? So it I should is play this.
1: The hottest fire.
0: The genre is Psycore.
1: Wait, like the Psycore?
0: That, that seems like a pun, but it's spelled S C I C O R E uh, like That, the that way makes music sense. genres.
1: They I mean, do comics. a lot of science fiction themed music. Conceptual stuff.
0: <clears throat> Wait, I know this song.
1: I wonder... I'm bad with intros. I wonder if I would catch this song this early. If it was, like, on the radio. I'd probably catch it by now. I'd probably catch it now.
0: Well, you'd catch it in about five seconds. If you hadn't caught it yet. Because it's about to do the thing. Uh. Uh. Crank it. Yeah, this is West End Girls.
1: Uh, this is Star Trek Sucks. By the Magic Cloaks down, excited to watch. Twenty-five years you've been watching this schlock, and though you've been fooled so many times, season one had some killer plot lines. but Riker and his bowl of fruit, memories of how you've been abused, and you know that you'll be tricked again, cause I'll go and loot on your Star Trek friends.
2: And the writers just don't give a fuck, it's just one reason Star Trek sucks. What good acting out of luck? One more reason Star Trek sucks
0: Star Trek sucks Some deep season one references there For sure Why are you, The magic folks
1: Kazako and Luton Remember how awesome Geordi was Sassy Molassie, cool as fuck Seeing him now, you can't believe it So unprofessional and unrealistic And briefing studies Highly emphasized Wreckers on the planet And sorry, Troy I'm with Starfleet, we don't lie
2: and the writers just don't give a fuck It's just one reason Star Trek sucks What good acting out of luck One more reason Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks
0: Star Trek sucks A lot of that second verse was about the episode we watched last week That's
1: weird timing
0: and It's bizarre How would I left this part in?
2: <laughs> I welcome this huge one Oh yeah And the writers just don't give a fuck It's just one reason Star Trek sucks Ooh I'm good acting out of luck one more reason, Star Trek, sir. Star Trek, sir.
1: How did nobody notice when Antikin's hunted its lay on deck ten? What is the Federation? Fifty-year-old cadets man the con station The first several episodes sucked a dawn, But how long until autumn of Freedom not long? I'm sure this is gonna pick up
2: soon And the writers just don't give a fuck It's just one reason Star Trek sucks If you want good acting, you're out of luck One more reason Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks Star Trek, Song when will y'all finally die?
1: That is
0: baffling. this episode is set in a real specific time. (laughs) In the song? The song is set in a real specific timeline. It was
1: baffling. You know who turned me on to the Magic magic Cloaks, right?
0: Yeah, they must have written this. I mean, it's hard to say. They mentioned uh, Kazago.
1: Yeah, Kazago and Luton, your Star Trek friends. Luton.
0: They know Arsenal, like, it's so weird because they know Arsenal of Freedom's coming up and they know eventually Yar's gonna die.
1: Yeah. Well, again, they're super fans, I, I imagine. Do
0: you know who? I guess so.
1: You know who turned me on to the Magic Cloaks, though, right? Uh, was it Uncle John? It was Uncle John! <laughs> <laughs> it's the hottest in the game. He's just been on hiatus for a while, but he's yes. like, he told me to check these guys out because, again, hot fire. So what they did was they took a song that is shit
0: yeah, that's a that's a legitimately poor song.
1: And then it actually did like a shockingly straight cover. Just changed all the words, but...
0: Yeah, it's... I mean, that is almost karaoke track level... Sort of. Straight cover.
1: Anyway, Hot Fire, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, And so I couldn't think of a Madonna
1: song that I want to cover at all. Uh, I don't think there is one.
0: I don't know what it would be. Is there even a way to cover Vogue? Can it even be done?
1: I don't even consider that a real song. Is that a song? It's
0: not. It's not a song. It's a music video, I think.
1: That's yes, right. It is a visual art. Yeah. And that is unfortunate because...
0: Uh, listen, as far as I know, because I've never listened to it all the way through, it only contains the words Vogue and Strike a Pose. <laughs> I
1: think that's probably correct. All of my all of my knowledge about Vogue comes from references in sitcoms in the 90s. So yeah. as far as I know, those are the only words.
0: It was an important reference to make.
1: I love when you're watching, like, a really old sitcom. <clears throat> we're watching this all the Seinfelds.
0: Oh, Katie's gone through Seinfeld.
1: And someone will make a joke, and you get to think in your head whether or not this was one of the first 50 times that joke was made. Oh, right. Based on the crowd reaction. Like, when we're watching news radio, and then in one of the episodes, Beth goes, Houston, we have a problem. And the crowd goes wild.
0: Oh, and you're like, and you oh you go, yeah, oh, Apollo 13 had just come out.
1: Yeah, that might have been one of the first 50 times someone made that <laughs> joke. It's possible. <laughs> Um, So I imagine there were a lot of Vogue jokes that came out right after that song.
0: I did have one more request queued up that you wanted to hear.
1: Oh, okay. Let's do it. (laughs) It's just always my favorite example of instruments doing whatever they want.
2: I've gone through pain every Everything... day.
0: That was what I wanted to hear.
1: I only want to hear the bass go boom,
0: boom, <laughs> boom, 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 Just play some harmonics. Uh, Matt, <laughs> this is a really distressing thought uh, oh, that I just had. Uh, is Green Day our country's midnight oil?
1: Oh, boy. What do you mean by that? I don't even know what that means. Well,
0: it's like they've become political in the worst way. Oh, yes. But, like, it, there's no other political rock. But they that were we just don't have a midnight oil,
1: but they were. So, so this is we sometimes we talk about midnight oil and how big they were in Australia. And I never have any idea how to gauge that. Green Day was huge before they got political. Yeah, that's true. Like a huge ban. They sold you know, what What a dookie sell, like 10 million, 13, 14 million, something like that.
0: Yeah. And it's so hard to tell because Australian politics doesn't seem real. <laughs> it's all seem like fantasy. But Midnight Oil started getting political at least by Countdown. 10 to 1.
1: Oh, yeah, oh like really overtly. Mm. I assume they were all really political. Again, even yeah, when I understand I the lyrics... I if I
0: understood what was happening on... Like, Powderworks is about something. Yes, that's I what i just I'm don't saying. know what.
1: Yeah, I, even when I understand what they are actually saying, with the, what he's saying with his mouth, which sometimes is hard because of his weird accent and insane vocal styles... Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. But you're right. Somewhere in the 80s that you do, he really hits you over the head with it. And...
0: I sent you that link uh, to a 1985 I Minute mean, Oil concert.
1: Right. I hope that's one where he goes,
0: People of Australia! Yeah, People of Australia is not from that. But that's right. that concert is super interesting for two reasons. One, it's before Diesel and Dust. That's good. So it's a tour of all the early stuff. I like that. Actually, it's not. It's mostly stuff from Red Sales that's but still it's like, like an that. hour and 20 minute long concert so they get they get some they get some 10 to 1 stuff in there too
1: do they play um, uh, armistice day cuz if not they're not I playing the remember. right songs
0: they might have played armistice day but anyway the uh, the other thing so there's a bunch of stuff that's super great and everybody should watch this even if they don't care about midnight oil one Peter Garrett was always an amazing (laughs) dancer Um, and two and this is one that only midnight oil fans will understand he does some ad libs oh boy where like he replaces the talking part in when the generals talk
1: I just assume he doesn't remember it
0: with like some different political stuff that he wants to say but I've heard when the generals talk a million times.
1: So now you actually do know the middle speaking. Bits? I mean, I,
0: I, I don't. I don't know all of it. I know they're the worst generals of all, you know. But like when he drops some stuff in there that I've never heard before, it's like science fiction. Australian <laughs> politics from the 1980s is like like he introduced this is this is a song for the people of Tasmania, who and then he just says something that doesn't even sound like words, and then I'm like, oh man, I wonder what that means. Yeah, dude,
1: it's all Narnia to me. I don't. I don't know anything about. Australia, in, in just in general. Yeah. So if he's got a political complaint about something happening in Australia, yeah, I, you're going to have to make, I that, know, make it a little here's broader. What I know, I know about us.
0: Australia, and I've learned it all from Midnight Oil. One, it's possible to be 20 miles from Brisbane. <laughs> Where's Brisbane? <laughs> That's so good. Uh, yeah, no, it's super good. Uh, uh, two, uh, blue asbestos is a thing.
1: Blue asbestos. I don't know what yeah, color. Yeah, that's
0: what blue sky mine is. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: See, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes I understand the words and don't know what he's talking about.
0: Oh, I had to look it up. Okay. Like, let's be clear. I looked it up at some point. All right. Uh, uh, three, the temperature in the shade had reached 110 again. That's right. That's basically it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to need him to be a little bit broader if he's going to talk about Australia. If he needs to say things about koalas. And yeah, exactly. Say the outback. Say the outback a lot, so we know what you're talking about.
0: Don't you hate pants? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> don't say anything about Alice Springs or fucking any of the any of the weird rants you do in the middle of songs where you just say a bunch of nonsense that you later don't remember. I'm not going to remember it either. I don't remember anything he says in Lucky Country, even though I love that song so much. Oh, yeah. I still have no idea what that is. It's unknowable. It I don't know what he's talking about.
0: Um, yeah, but it's like, watching this concert where there's different stuff in there is very jarring. Okay.
1: Well, well I will watch it. I have not yet found the time to watch a Midnight Oil concert from 1985. But I will also, watch it.
0: Also, from watching it, it's super clear who the good musician in the band is. Wait, they had one? Yeah, it's, it's Jim McGinley. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's how they say his name. <laughs> that's right. Us, Why would that not be Mogul?
1: We always thought that was Mogul. But apparently it's... Uh, did you say John McGinley?
0: It's John McGinley. It's that's John right. C. McGinley.
1: I see that guy in everything. Not now He's, so much, but in the 90s. He got around. He was in every
0: movie. Um. Like, he plays all the instruments? I do remember like, that. Everybody else just plays one instrument, except uh, the drummer who also sings.
1: So why do they shred so hard? Why that um, guy's good? Why at his instrument? On those late seventies, early eighties records, do they shred so good? If only one of them can play. Did he play everything? No, no.
0: I, I, look, Martin Rotzzi can play the guitar. That's oh. not the problem. Okay. But he's. But, but by the way, he's the rhythm guitarist. Martin Rotzzi? Yeah.
1: Oh. Well,
0: so the guy who plays all of the instruments is the lead guitarist also. Huh. So he's, he plays the piano and the keyboards and stuff, too. And so if you watch this concert, he plays like five different things.
1: John C. Riley, huh? Yep. Crazy. I knew, yep, he, yep, yep. I knew he was a good ma- musician. I almost called him a magician. In a way, he's a certain <laughs> kind of magician, John C. Riley.
0: <laughs> also, it's fun to watch roadies have to scramble onto the stage every time Peter Garrett knocks something over.
1: He is very large. He's a large person. What is he? Six, 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 seven. What he's tall. He he's a really tall dude. I think
0: the shape of his head and its baldness makes him seem taller. Wait, is he not that tall? Reminds you of Lurch. He's over six feet, I'm sure.
1: Well, he's got to be way over six feet. Yeah, it's all right. Let's find out. He's an. He's. He's, he's um. He's Rock, isn't he? Huh. I think he's Rock. Daddy,
0: Daddy Garrett does redirect to Peter Garrett.
1: <laughs> That's good to know daddy garrett
0: <laughs> dude, uh, 1.93 meters why are you doing this to me
1: because it's australia he probably thinks that he probably thinks that our system of measurement was invented by the cia to disrupt the world economy or something uh, that's like 6'4 all right so that's pretty tall
0: that's tall enough
1: i think believe 6'4 is like as tall as you can get without being too tall right maybe 6'5
0: I I, arguably even 6'5 is too tall.
1: Right? That's what I'm thinking. I think 6'4 is pretty much as tall as anyone should be. Tall than 6'4, you got a problem. Uh, Look, you know how uncomfortable I am on airplanes? Like, I can't imagine being 6'4. I'd hate my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, airplanes suck. Look, there's a lot of things that are not pleasant. Like, um, I'm just a hair over six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my back hurts when I do the dishes. <laughs> That's right. Yay! Why the sink is too low? Why is the sink so fucking low? Who's supposed to be standing there? Oh, yeah. This house was built in the 1920s. <laughs> it was for sure supposed to be a woman. It's
1: like how when I was in France, there's a picture of me on the train where I tried to put the tray down. <laughs> what was that?
0: Uh, Katie heard me say <laughs> it was supposed to be a woman. <laughs> well, it's true. In the 1920s, I'm not. He's I'm not, not saying, saying now.
1: Me. I, excuse you <laughs> Um, I there's a picture of me on a train in France and I try to put the tray down and it just bumps into my knees and stays at like a 45 degree angle it won't go down and it's like who's this train designed for I am an average sized person
0: yeah you're pretty normal sized and the
1: French are not tiny people they are also average sized people so what what is up with this train
0: Katie I think food's at the door this is good pod <laughs> It's super good. <laughs> good Listen, it's we've got an hour. We we don't need to do any more of this. Obligations have been met. <laughs> That's just uh...
1: And also, uh I don't know what the deal is in France, but every every place we stayed, there was not enough space like to turn around. My entire body was bruised. My back, my legs, my shoulders and arms because I would like go into the bathroom and I would come out with like five new bruises because if you try to turn around, you'd bump into everything in there. They need to build bigger.
0: I thought that Europeans were our same size, though.
1: I thought they were, too, but apparently they build for small people.
0: Because, like, isn't the t- country in the world with the tallest average height the Netherlands?
1: Yes, I believe the Dutch are freakishly tall.
0: Right. <clears throat> how, like, How do they ride those same trains? Like, you know those trains in France go right there. I don't
1: know. Again, I don't understand the logistics of what was happening in France.
0: Did you get into the uh, child car I
1: don't maybe by accident. Watch your poor enfant. Did oh, say that's that over what there? that meant. Yeah, uh, I thought it said I was I was going to be the vulture infant of the day, which uh, I assumed was a French like honor
0: and award. Everything in this car, she is three quarter size for whimsy. <laughs> and we stayed and when we were at Carcassonne. You, you wrote the Amelie car, right? That's <laughs> yeah,
1: what that's right. It was very whimsical. When we stayed at Carcassonne, uh, we stayed in what I assumed was some kind of like d- dwarven hut. It, the door was small the...
0: uh, but that was like probably for a king or something
1: <laughs> that's right we stayed in the king's chamber he was a tiny man <sighs> so yeah being 6'4 would be way too tall no one should be that tall don't do it anybody
0: if you have a choice. man we got a we got a late breaking mail here what I was talking yeah, to ryan, us. Yeah, ryan just tweeted in at brother date boy you weren't kidding there's something unsettling about a star destroyer in the atmosphere
1: yeah it's
0: true man that's not where it goes oh What's it doing
1: there? Man, if he knew we were uh, doing the pod right now, he'd probably try to podjack us. But
0: uh, He might, but he can't.
1: Not allowed, because we don't do it that way anymore. We don't do it that way anymore.
0: (sighs) Nice try, Ryan.
1: Yeah, we're going to call that him attempting to podjack the show, and you get nothing for it.
0: (sighs) Boy, this thing has probably run its course, but before we go, I feel bad that I compared... Uh, the terrible terrible music of Madonna to the go-gos earlier
1: so you're gonna play us out
0: so I'm gonna play let's play us out with um, with my favorite go-go song bye everybody yikes Anyway, yeah. um. Madonna
2: used to work on the docks. <laughs>